Hi everyone and welcome to this uh, new video, very new video first of this channel about um, coding in Go and we're going to build a web application in Go. Uh, we're going to do that in uh, various different modules and we'll start with a simple web server which is the goal of this video today. We are going to see also databases, at least we'll cover the connection between databases uh, with MySQL and Go, and, uh, and then uh, use uh, GraphQL to connect APIs and to make some maybe some uh, slightly cool stuff in a MVC type of fashion. Uh, basically, I'm coding a new project and I'm going to use all those videos to teach you a little bit about um, Go development. So this is um, very new to me. I don't have very good equipment, so you might hear the noise out of my street. You might, I hope you hear me well. If you have any comments, any improvement, I'd be super happy to um, take that into account. So let's start. Uh, so let's start it. I will. I will assume that you have installed uh, Go in your computer. Um, uh, if uh, you can use whatever you want to code uh, with Go, I use Vim with the Vim Go plugin, uh, which is very useful and very practical. You could use uh, Visual Studio Code. There is a Go plugin managed uh, by Microsoft that is very cool and works practically, practically uh, the same way as the Vimco plugin. Uh, you can work with Sublime Text, but I haven't experience with that, or Atom. Uh, at least I don't have experience with coding in Go with those uh, editor. You could use as well JetBrains Goland um, IDE, which is very big. I don't like it so much, but it's uh, very useful and very powerful once you get to know it. However, it is not free. It's uh, the Go version of PyCharm of RubyMine if you come from different other languages. So if, um, well, to be honest, right now here coding, uh, the coding tool that you're going to use is not the most important. You basically just would need a browser and uh, and something that uh, and a terminal. Um, I'm assuming that you have something bash-like, so if you run on Mac, it's no problem. If you run on Linux, it's no problem. And if you are running on Windows, um, I hope you're running on a sub Linux subsystem, um, that, uh, or at least like the Ubuntu or Debian version on the latest Windows. It's pretty, they have a cool, uh, they have cool stuff and it, it could work. So um, if you have Go already installed, so technically, Go and should return you something like this. And the most important thing that you could you have to be set is of course the Go path. The Go path we allow uh, Go struct code structure is a bit different, uh, at least until the latest version of Go to, uh, it's a little bit different than other programming languages. It is all in one workspace, workspace so the Go workspace where you have your binary, your uh, libraries, and your code. Uh, it's organized like that and it's in the base of packages. Uh, I'm not so much knowledgeable about Go philosophy for why they decide to do that, but that's the way they do it. So if you want to go to your Go place, you have those three uh, uh, main directories, binary, the packages, and your code. That's where we're going to go. 
um, let's go on github let's go to my github and here we're going to make our google web app um, I might use different uh, names and different folders. I'll try to be as um, as clear as possible for that. So let's start with this web. This first video is very simple. We're going to do something very simple. We're going to use the uh, net package and um, having some idea about um, try to render a small thing with Go. So first, mkdir go web. We do to go web and go always works a lot with packages so every time every folder is a type of package you can import you can cross import them you cannot um, import them in a circular way that will break and the code will break from that but if you have some code in another package in another repository from other project you could import it into that project it's very useful especially it's this kind of library type of system it's it's very handy however you always need a main.go here we go. We have our main go and let's start. So you will see on the um, end part of my screen uh, some errors. This is uh, Vimgo that's already compiling and making some uh, linting and fixing of the code. Uh, it's something that I use. It got, can go very faster, uh, so you don't spend too much time into. Of fixing let's say linting issues or typos and also it features a lot about um, documentation of Go language so maybe in another video I will go more in the extent and how I configure my Vim but this is not the goal so here we're to start to code we have to need our package main this is the basic part and now the error disappeared First, we will define the main function that you use the word keyword func in um, Go and with name of function main. Uh, that's pretty simple. Let's make it print a hello world. And this is pretty simple here. Go, uh, Vimgo already imported the FMT library which is a built-in library for printing and if we do we can go, go install it will install or we can it will install the binary so if we go back oh, this is very small if we go back to uh, the go path and if my go path is well done we should see go web somewhere Yes, and we could run the binary of GoWeb here and it will print a world. So Go install creates the binary for your code. Uh, you can, I think you could check it out like this as well. Yes, but, and here you can see the Go code that is written and in the whole binary, if you wrote the strings, on this you would always also see interesting things like the whole binary and the whole way go is implemented i'm not going to into that i'm just saying go works on binary base so if you want to you go to do go install you install your binary and that's the program usually you run in production for development you could do go run main go and it will run 
just this file. If you do the go install, it will install a whole binary with all the packages that you are installing, maybe that are not directly called by main.go. Uh, so maybe sometimes if you would, you would do testing for bigger application, you would work testing on the binary instead of testing on one file. That makes sense. So we have our thing. Now let's um, create a simple uh, net server. The documentation of Go is pretty good. I'm going to base myself a lot on that. And uh, we are going to um, to basically, for first part, mostly copy pasting and building our application out of that. So if we go look into the documentation, um, this is not something that I'm, uh, I have uh, into the screen, but I have it on my side. So let's um, you will let's remove that. We won't need that anymore. Let's have this very small function, and uh, we would need a different a couple of things. To have a web server, we need something that will be able to retrieve a question and something that will run on a certain port. Uh, it will receive requests and um, answer to those kinds of requests. So. Of course, Go is a good language for those kind of things, and we can use the net library. Wait, it's net library. It's the HTTP handler func. This is almost something I know by heart, and we will give him an handler as this. And Go will go find the handler function uh, library directly imported. Too many arguments. Uh, there is something he doesn't like. Handler. Here we go. Handler is not defined because this is a parameter we will going to define later. If you want information about, there is two handler functions. One. They give you a response writer and one that you can see the documentation here. Handler, handle func will receive a, f uh, a pattern as a string and the use the handler func function to return you something here. We use it the handle func instead of handler function. Uh, we will need to define our handler, uh, but let's, as the documentation says, it's not the great way to do this um, because log fatal is basically going to look as an error in your logs when you'll be running your program. But um, let me come 8000. Why not? And nil and nil because here listen and serve is going to have. Uh, you have to give you an address, as you can see upstairs or here, and an handler function. But here we're going to give him nothing. Now we need our handler function, so it's stop complaining, func handler, and we are going to make something out of that. So our handler function, what are we going to give it to him? Uh, probably we're going to give you HTTP uh, response 
writer which is an interface uh, which is a go type uh, of it's a go type and as a response that we'll call R we will not a response but a request and then this thing with the response and the request that's I'm, I'm right now I'm pretty much copy pasting what we have in the um, go documentation so we were going to print the uh, response uh, the uh, HTTP response writer and we will print hello um, and we're going to make it print our path um, not request URL dot path and for some reason Ah, yeah, it's slice probably. Oh, it's an address. I have no idea why it's like this. But here we go. So we can close this. Here we should have basically our handler going to be called in the main function that is going to run on the port 8000 and it will sh it should print something. So let's see if it would work. Go main. And let's see curl uh, localhost 8000. Yes, we have something. So, right, we have right now we are printing bytes, as you can see, is not a very um, very readable uh, here we have our go structure and a lot of data and you have our hello something that's not working as it should but if we do that same thing so yeah not great but it's something we have something running on localhost and that's what we wanted at first so emma have i missed something um, in the code, uh, it looks not. Looks like everything's okay. Um, but indeed, I misunderstood how it works. So, I forgot about that. So, as you can see, we can give something here. Hello people um, because it's not running current main okay cool now we are going to do this again yes amazing it's um, yes I know my I know my mistakes we are not using the right print I'm going to use this one up. Println doesn't exist. It's printf. Println exists, but it's not the one that we need indeed. Sorry. So we need uh, just a good formatting way to uh, 
call as possible formatting directive. Yes, I know that I want you to have it. Here we go. Oops. Okay, cool. So now we are going to run our program again. Let's close that a little bit so you can see. So it's just a matter of how uh, the printing works. Um, println will print the line and that's what we had. It was printing also different bytes of the connection that we didn't need. Uh, and if we go for fprintf, we also have a writer, that's what we have, and a format string, and you can pass it an interface, those three points are variadic functions. Uh, we're not going into that right now, it's a little bit more advanced. Um, and it will return you an integer and an error. You will always have a return. You always have to specify the type of returns in Go. So let's see how it works here. Boom, hello people, and we can write whatever we want in the uh, uh, Go is cool. It will always return you what you give in this part. So whatever you give as uh, from the HTTP request, the real and the path, and part, the first part of it here, it's, a, it's received as an array. As you can see here, we receive a different arrays of different stuff. Um, I don't know exactly the, how this structure looks like, but um, yeah. This is the last part. So right now we have a small web server and this is basically how we can start working with that. What can we do uh, with this web server right now? Not much, uh, but we can uh, start working uh, using the documentation to build the small wiki um, that we want, uh, the small wiki that is made in the documentation of Go. I'm going to do that a little bit differently um, and I'm going to do that in the next video. So stay in touch and um, hopefully if you have questions do not hesitate to ask them.